Hi everyone and welcome to episode number 10 of my podcast. It's me Jill and today I'm going to share with you my race review for a half marathon that I completed on Sunday the 2nd of August. Now this race was a an organised race by a, um, by a group called Together We Run Apart and they had an online um, half marathon where people from all over the country, so Northern Ireland and Ireland, and I'm pretty sure in other places of the world, we all agreed to run a half marathon at 10 a.m. on the 2nd of August. And it was it was great because there was a number of people um, you know, that participated in this particular event. Um, and it was just such a nice feeling to know that throughout the country there were masses of other people um, doing this. So for myself, um, I ran this race um, with my partner and a couple of friends were also doing it for a very, very special cause, which kind of added a little bit of a, a nicety um, to this half marathon. And um, basically, I, I wanted to come on and I wanted to talk to you a little bit about the before the half marathon. So my training that led up to it during the race. And now where I'm currently sitting, which is after the race. So if I kick off, um, in the past, um, I have completed a number of half marathons, whether that's a standalone event or off the back of my half marathon. Um, so I wasn't really taking into consideration my times for the ones off the half marathon or off the back of the Ironman, because that would have been a little bit silly because, you know, I definitely wouldn't have performed as well. Um, as I would have as a standalone event. So my last half marathon was about 18 months ago um, and I ran um, I ran that in Saudi. Uh, it was the Sankum Half Marathon, an event that we were sponsoring um, and I ran that in two hours and seven minutes. And fast forward to this weekend, I managed to um, improve my time and completed it in an hour and 56 minutes, which is basically around about a 9% increase on my time and one which I had anticipated and had um, planned for. So for me, and like many other people, everyone has their distance. Um, some people really enjoy and perform well in 5Ks, 10Ks, 21Ks, full marathons, or even ultra marathons. Um, and I guess having experienced everything up to a marathon distance, I would probably say that my preferred race would fall between a 10 and a half marathon. They're kind of um, long enough, but also short enough, if that makes sense. Like I know that I can complete them at a relatively high level of intensity and perform really well at it. And I also enjoy the training that kind of goes along with it. When you start training for, I guess, um, you know, longer distance events, then there's just, you know, there's a lot more volume, a lot more duration that you're out on your feet. And and for me, um, I really like, you know, shorter sessions. I like the inclusion of sort of, you know, um, speed work and, and all that there that you tend to see a lot more in training for the shorter distances than you would the longer ones. And again, that very much depends on where you are also as an individual and an athlete. Um, so again, about eight to 12 weeks ago, um, uh, my partner and her friend had signed up for this particular event and I offered to help um, in terms of a training plan. And for myself, also set myself of the goal with the goal to complete it at a sub two time. 
Um, and that kind of changed as my training kind of progressed because I was able to see how I was responding throughout my training um, based on my times and the distances that I was covering. Um, so I did go into the, the, the race looking to complete it in less than two hours or one minute 58 and I was very, very happy with that particular outcome. Um, would like to also say a big congratulations to everybody that did take part in that race that completed it and, um, and, are, and are really well done. So if I want to um, sort of break it down into my before, during and after, um, anything for, I would say, um, a race such as a 21K, I would say, you know, a three months is a very, is, is I guess that would be the minimum time that I would recommend, especially if you haven't come from a very strong background in order to prepare for a half marathon. Um, it's long enough so that you can spend a little bit of time building up your base and then understanding sort of how you're going to be able to complete that half marathon. And everybody's race strategy um, would be very, very different. Okay, obviously, depending on, you know, the amount of training that you've had before and what you've managed to do during. Um, so for me, um, I knew that, you know, if I'm completing it in sub two hours, I could realistically put, you know, a pace on that there that I'd be able to fulfill it uh, or to be able to sustain that. And I was able to come about that figure by sort of the longer runs that I was doing sort of week on week that were building up. Um, my longest run for this particular half marathon was was a 16 kilometers, but everything else in and around that was based on sort of um, a mixture of slow base running, um, where I was running at a, at a slower pace, at a slower heart rate, kind of just building up time on my feet. Um, fartlek run where there's a mixture of speeds throughout and um, thrown in would have been the odd sort of speed session and threshold session and what I would say what was a little bit different about my training in this time is that I did include um, an element of jump rope um, as well as a little bit more um, reactive strength and plyometric work which I find had a massive massive transfer over onto um, sort of you know, my my cadence, um, my cadence was able to increase. I just found that I was a lot more um, efficient and um, managed to be able to sort of, I guess, maintain that efficiency and economy throughout my run, um, which was which was great because my cadence was always something that I tended to struggle with. And since the inclusion of doing plyometric work and, and skipping work, I've seen a massive um, a massive change so um, and more often or not depending on where my clients are in the cycle there will be times where I will put in um, reactive strength plyometric strength and jump rope to help with that because um, not only does sort of research support that um, but also from personal experience um, absolutely fantastic um, so like I said, um, those would have been sort of the main runs that I, that I would have, um, um, put into my training plan. I was running anywhere between three times, sometimes four times per week, but three times a week was that sweet spot. And then in between that, I was doing my strength and conditioning and, and bike sessions. Cause I still wanted to upkeep those particular, um, disciplines as well. Um, which then leads me on to, um, the, the actual plan on that day. So that was all planned from before. So each person would have their own plan, obviously depending on how their training went, how they performed in that long run, and whether or not they were running the entirety, um, um, running the entirety, or perhaps breaking it up into chunks where we knew that, you know, if we allowed certain times for people to walk through, that they would be able to complete it still within their desired time. A lot of people, I think, have this mindset that the run, they have to run and they can't ever stop. Um, I think that's a really 
um, silly analogy um, because th there's there's no shame in stopping at any time. If you look at any ultra event or any marathon, I would say a very very high percentage of people do factor in sort of um, sort of run walk strategies. Um, so if you are right there and you are thinking to yourself, I'd really love to run a half marathon, but I can never run the thing in the full. That's okay. You know the full um, the full race running will happen but you can still complete a half marathon and get that under your belt by applying a really really smart strategy and that's what you will get um you know if you work with you know a coach um that will be able to to bespoke your running strategy for you um which is very very important so as for um the the running itself obviously i had anticipated that i was wanting to complete it in sub two hours and i know based on that long run and sort of intensity so i'm able to hit and hold for a prolonged period of time i was able to set my pace and what particular zone um that i was going to be running in and again that's very different from person to person but that there should be um, known before you even start the race i mean it's going to set you up for success it gives you something to track along so you're not just going out and just and just running it's not as simple as that um on the lead up to the race um obviously i trained quite i i trained solidly for that 12 weeks and in my last week just before the actual race um i factored in a a taper um a taper week where i was still running but the, um, the sort of the duration and the intensity was a lot lower um my race was on sunday the second and my last run was performed on a Friday. So I had Saturday where I didn't actually run and Sunday I did. And again, each person's taper will be very, very individual. Um, but that there was was very, very good for me. And like I said, I mean, I've tried different tapering strategies before each race. So for example, I might've been off my feet a lot longer for other races, um, but this one here seemed to um, work really well. I managed to get through all my training without any niggles. I completed the run again, feeling fine and now I'll talk about the after after <laughs> but I am sitting here and I am fine um, and I do have a plan of action and how long I'm going to take off um, before I start back into my training and my next um, goal that I have set for myself. So if now if we move on to the during during the race so you know put in all this hard work before um, you know I've dialed in I have my plan in my head how how does that look on the day? You know, what what could go right? What could go wrong? What things can I do to prevent any of these things happening? Um, so the first thing that I did the about two days before was to set a playlist. As <laughs> silly as that sounds, um, you know, a lot, a lot of races don't let you listen to music, but obviously this one was a virtual one, so I did. So I had my playlist set and I knew at certain points in the playlist how far I should be and how I should be feeling and kind of kept those songs that I knew I was going to be all jazzed up and motivated to towards the end whenever I might need it if I was starting to lag on any energy or anything like that there. Um, so I had my playlist set um, and that was that was brilliant. Um, it worked really really well and I managed to um, complete it just shortly after when I had put my final song but I think there was a mix up with, with Spotify. Anyway, um, the song was good anyway that I finished too. So that was great. Um, night before, I didn't change anything with what I ate the night before. I ate pretty much normal. Um, same thing first thing in the morning. Um, I woke up. Um, I did everything as I did um, or as I normally do. 
um, I have coffee, um, I did take on a little bit more water and an electrolyte just before starting but that was pretty much it. I managed the night before to get my solid, um, my solid sleep um, that wasn't that wasn't disturbed in any way. I didn't do anything weird and wonderful with that. So I knew all of these things were just going to settle me knowing that, okay, I still have my routine. I slept for my, you know, the number of hours I needed to do. I got up in the morning. I have my routine, you know, have my coffee, my water, my electrolytes, and I was just ready to rock and roll at 10 a.m. So I pretty much do all of my training fasted. Um, and that was pretty much the same with this half marathon. I know that for sessions anywhere under two hours, I'm pretty much going to be okay um, without having to take anything on. However, um, as, a, as a preventative measure, I did carry with me a gel just in case. And again, this all comes from experience. You kind of know your body and you know when you're going to start dipping in and out. So if I needed it, it was there. If I didn't need it, then that's okay too. I didn't need it. Um, and that was pretty much it. So again, and during, during the race in itself, um, I didn't get bogged down with looking at my watch every, every two seconds to see what my pace was. I, I made a conscious effort with myself to only look at my watch when it buzzed after every kilometer. So I was getting my average split time. There were times where I was, um, you know, a couple of seconds over my pace, but then there were times where I was under my pace and a lot under my pace, which kind of was very reassuring as well, because I knew that, you know, I did have a little bit of wiggle room in those last couple of kilometers if things really started to either nosedive, because sometimes you don't know. Sometimes when you're running, you know, you get out and, um, you know, everything seems to be going grand and then you just hit a point. Um, so that was, you know, I was, I was pretty happy with the average paces that I was evening, that I was evening out with. Um, one thing we did check also before we started the run um, was the wind direction. We had chosen a route that was pretty flat. We basically um, uh, ran from, if anyone knows Northern Ireland at all, but we ran from the, the start of the, the towpath at Dargan and we ran all the way into Carrick Fergus where I grew up um, at the tail end of um, a place called Eden and then we ran all the way back, sort of back out of Carrick Fergus again uh, to finish off that 21.1 kilometre run. Um, chose that because it was very flat, the roads were very nice um, and then on the day we decided just to to test the direction of the wind because obviously I didn't want to be running against a wind for the long part so um, that was kind of the deciding factor of which where we actually started. Did we start in Eden or did we start in Dargan and the way the wind was going is that we started in the Dargan area um, location. So at 10 a.m. or shortly after 10 a.m. Um, 3, 2, 1, go. Um, during the race in itself, I felt very comfortable. I felt confident all the way through. I knew that everything I had done before was, was great. I, I nailed all the sessions that I was meant to. I didn't miss a session. My body was feeling great. I knew that the night before I had slept well. I hadn't done anything new, weird and wonderful. My playlist was just kick-ass. I knew that, but I pretty much knew by about the first five kilometers I was I was gonna I was I was gonna do what I was meant to do, um, and yeah, and I did. I came in. It was one hour one hour and fifty six. Um, I finished the race. I I wasn't lying in a heap. I was I was pretty great. 
um, you know, my body did feel a little bit fatigued, a little bit tired, but but it was grand. Um, as soon as I finished the race, again, first thing was to take on, you know, water, electrolytes to rehydrate, and then refuel um, pretty much during that day to replenish the things that I had that I had lost. And again, I didn't deviate too much away from what I would normally eat. Um, but I did make a conscious effort of just making sure that um, sort of electrolytes, um, you know, were taken and more hydration. Um, and yeah, a little bit of celebration that night, went out for a lovely meal. Um, and then now here I am, I'm, I'm in the after effect. So I'm sitting here, it's, it's Tuesday, it's two days after. I haven't been out running, um, but I have been in the gym. I've been for a swim and I've been for an upper body strength session and I've just been getting, you know, a reasonable amount of steps in just out walking my dog. Um, you know, it's it's important that you um, you sort of have a plan of whenever you're going to return to run. Obviously, that 21K, that race event, there is a certain amount of stress that goes through your body. Um, so, you know, planning to, well, for myself, planning to run any sooner than for me. I'm planning on Wednesday or Thursday that I'm going to go back to running. Um, you know, th that, that, that I know is, is probably going to be good enough for me. Um, but like I said, everybody is different. If you are, you know, very well trained, you could probably return to running a lot sooner. Um, if you're not really, um, you know, if you don't have a solid base and that was your first one, you really only started, you might want to take a little bit longer just because, you know, to repair muscles, which is grand, you know, 24 to 48 hours. But bearing in mind that the amount of stress and sort of impact that was going through your joints during that time and tendons and ligaments, they will just take a little bit longer to recover. So I would always err on the side of caution when that comes and kind of just pull back um, and maybe take a little bit longer before returning to running. But do get back into the gym again. You know, you can always cross train and you can use this time just to, you know, relax, enjoy. And for me, all this week, I don't really have any type of plan. I'm kind of just doing what, what I feel like doing and doing a lot more swimming simply because the pools are open and I can get in um, but I know that as of next week my my training for my next challenge um, will officially start um, so yeah guys I mean that's kind of my my experience of the run and I hope that my talking about you know what happened before as in the length of my training what my training was made up of um, you know during any tips there that you might have taken. I hope they've helped in some way, shape or form. And then the after as well. Um, you know, obviously with everything that's happening at the moment with COVID, they're not our, the, the organized races are kind of few and far between. But what are really great are these virtual runs that you can go on, you know, have the, the engagement and the accountability of having some sort of online platform that you can commit to. And then you doing these runs by yourself. Um, I think it's absolutely fantastic. I think that everybody, you know, can do something, whether it's a half marathon, whether it's a 5K, whether it's whether it's a 1K, whatever it is that you're going to do, um, you know, having something to work towards, you know, I've talked about it before, but just outweighs not doing anything. <laughs> so, um, guys, I really hope that you enjoyed this podcast. And again, a big congratulations to everybody that did take part in that race. And until next time, guys, stay healthy.